Welcome to the Football Filling, everybody. The title race is fully, fully on. We all love to see it. We've also got a little bit of Calvin Phillips chat, his tough, tough start to life at West Ham. We break down the Kylian Mbappe free transfer to Arsenal or Real Madrid. We all know it's going to be Real Madrid, don't we? And we have a look at one of the worst tackles we have seen in years. It's the Football Filling. Come on. There's no better feeling than a personal win. And the State Farm Personal Price Plan can help you do just that. Talk to a State Farm agent today to learn how you can bundle and save with the personal price plan. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Prices are based on rating plans that vary by state. Coverage options are selected by the customer. Availability, amount of discounts and savings, and eligibility vary by state. Right, we've got to start with Arsenal then, boys. Another convincing win, 5-0 against Burnley. Burnley are absolutely struggling, by the way. Um, but Arsenal, genuine title contenders. I know you've kind of got your doubts about Arsenal, whether they'll be able to keep this up or not. But a 6-0 battering of West Ham last week and then 5-0 this week. Um, they've, got to be, they've got to be in the shout still. Yeah, I think they've done fantastically well since... I was worried about them at Christmas. I think at Anfield they were a bit lucky and they looked tired. And I think that because they were out of the cup and then the January fixtures, they've had, they look refreshed. Mm. And I think this first start of the season, they were winning teams, they were winning games one, maybe 2-0. And now, I mean, they've just blasted their goal difference and they look a little bit like they started last season. They've got a real momentum, a real belief. Um, I still think that Liverpool and Man City are better equipped because... Funnily enough, I don't think they'll score enough goals and yet they've scored yeah. five and six. But um, you look at the fixture. I, I mean, look, what Arsenal have got to do is they've got to go to the Etihad and get a result. And if they go to the Etihad and get a result, they've got a great chance. So I, I'm really pleased for Arteta because, again, he was getting a little bit more stick in January. And I think what Arsenal have done over the last two years is fantastic. I still think they're way ahead of schedule. And... Uh, yeah, I, I think they're well and truly in it. I just I wouldn't put them as favourites. I think the, uh, the, the reason why I love this league this season is this, there seems to be little mini-leagues all over the shop. So the top three, you've got a nice little mini-league, which it might come down to their results against each other. Then you've got the battle for fourth, fifth and sixth between Man United, uh, Aston Villa, Tottenham. Um, and then even down at the bottom of the table, you've got the likes of the Everton, Palace getting drawn back into it, those sort of teams for Battle for 10th for Chelsea. Oh, I like yeah. this. They've improved a bit. Yeah. I like Ninth. this. Ninth. <laughs> is, is, I think we always assume Arsenal are just going to fall short mm. don't we we always just assume because we've been that might be a good thing we've been taught that in previous years but is that right to think like that Watto or should we genuinely be thinking no do you know what any one of those top three at this moment in time can win it I think any one of the top three can win it I think they will have grown from the, the, the heartache of last year mm. I think you know, he's turned that feeling into a positive feeling for him. And I think that's the fuel that's driving them forward. Look, the Premier League is the toughest league in the world. And they've gone away and scored 11 goals without conceding. Mm. And we know that they're very good defence. That's 21 goals in five league games this year. The for, stats for, for that are incredible. But when the front of the team fires, and we still think they're missing a centre-forward, really, yeah. mm. and they've scored 11 goals, um, I think they are the real deal. Um, I'm maybe a little surprised that they didn't try and recruit someone to play up front in January. Always a difficult market for sure. But I think what that group have got is Arteta trusts them and I think they know he trusts them. And somehow at the minute, they've got that momentum back. The, the pitfalls now are coming because they're entering the Champions League phase again. Can they cope with the game schedule? Yeah, yeah. Do they get lucky with injury suspensions? But at the minute, they look like they've got everything in their favour 
It's just whether the Champions League and I think, them. And I think as well, one of the big concerns is it happened last year. Are they going to catch Man City at the right time? Because they need to play them now and they're not playing them for another six weeks. And yeah. in six weeks, is Saka fit? Is Rice fit? Yeah. You know, they've got to go to the Etihad. And I think timing might be really important because you mentioned the Champions League is going to be big. Because they could go really far in that. I, I, don't, I looked at Europe last week and... Bayern ain't good enough. I think it's Man City and Real Madrid, and then Arsenal probably third favourites. So Man City in six weeks' times as well would have probably just won their last eight games mm. in a row as well, and Arsenal would be playing them at a time, and everybody would be thinking, oh for God's sake! So even going into that game, they'll be beaten. They'll yeah. be beaten in their heads, won't they? Um, Bukayo Saka, that's four goals in two games for him now. What do you make of what Rio Ferdinand said about him last week, where he was asked the question about is he world class, mm. comparing him to Phil Foden, is he world class, and he said. I don't think he is world-class yet. I, I just completely disagree. I don't know where we set... I mean, look, what I will say in defence of Rio is and anybody else is that I think world-class is a very subjective opinion. Some people have 30, 40 players that think they're world-class. Yeah. Some people define it as two or three. For me, I think you've got 10 players that are world-class and maybe one or two more if you've got, like... Because you might have just 10 attackers and you might say, well, that centre-back, that goalkeeper... But right, I mean, I mean, from since the Euros, Rashford, Sancho, and Saka missed a penalty, and it impacted all those players in very different ways. Yeah, good shot. Saka from that moment didn't let it define him. He got better, and, and he, he became a leader, and he's been brilliant in, for a long period of time. Um, he carries. He is the salary of Arsenal. He mm. carries that team. So if he, if you look at his um, last three years, and then you look at how important he is to Arsenal, the goal contributions, the assists. I find it very difficult not to say he's world-class. I don't understand the argument why he's not world-class because I don't know what more he can do other than go and play for Real Madrid and do it every week or, or, or play for Man City. I mean, Arsenal shouldn't be where they are. He's their best player. Mm. They're, I think they've got a great chance in the Champions League and they're in a title race again. I think, he, I think he's in the top ten in the world. Yeah, I, I think it's, it's a tough one. I, I, I get where he's coming from with it. I do think he's world-class, but I also... I want to see him do more in the big games, mm. the real ones that matter. Do you know what I mean? Like when you're playing your Man Cities, when you're playing your Champions League quarterfinals, semi-finals, them games, and the games towards the end of the season where Arsenal needs somebody to grab them by the scruff of the neck and lead them to wins, to wins, to wins, to wins. I want to see him be doing it then. It's great doing it against West Ham where they're in a bad run of form and Burnley when they're bottom of the league and you're scoring four goals. But if you can do that relentlessly, that's when it's not even a question of a doubt. What do you think, Water? I think... I think he's very, very close to it. But really, the, the world-class players for me are in teams that actually finally get over the line. Yeah. And Arsenal, of course, he's a big player within that team and it's not his fault that they haven't got over the line. But I'm a bit like you, the bigger games, can he really deliver? Can he drag this team over the line like mm. Foden's won Premier League titles yeah. after Premier League titles? I think Foden and him are slightly different players. I think Foden, when he comes in the middle of the field, has got so many more attributes than what a Saka would have because he's predominantly staying more wide and attacking a fullback type player where Foden can come inside, he can play at 10. But Saka's done unbelievable for Arsenal. But if they can become a winner and he can win things and get that just that next level of belief, then of course, I think you'd be putting him in. Yeah, I think like if you look at the likes of Man City, you've got Phil Foden who does it. You've got Kevin De Bruyne, you've got Mo Salah for Liverpool. They're the sort of players that will grab them by the scruff of the neck, won't they, and lead them over the line so that they win. I think Saka's better than Foden. Do you? Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I think oh, you do. this is going to be but interesting. But I, but I, but I, I like this. I do, because I think if you put Phil Foden in the Arsenal team, he replicates what Saka does. But if you put Saka in a Man City side, I think he's more important than Foden. I think Foden at the moment has 
been good this season, but they can do it without him. You put Saka on the wing and you play De Bruyne in that position or Bernardo Silva. I think Saka is fundamental to Arsenal, who are in a title race, whereas I think Foden is very important to Man City, but replaceable. But if you put Saka on that wing for Man City, I think he becomes one of their best players. Um, Watto, give me your opinion. I need to think about this for a minute. <laughs> yeah, this one's flummoxed you, hasn't it? I don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I don't know. I always think it's, it's interesting when you compare a player in the team he's at now and somehow if you can do the fantasy and put him in another team for sure... Um, I, ju- I just think he's really integral integral for Arsenal. I think at City, um, Foden has just been ingrained in how Pep wants to play football. He can play out wide, he can play in the 10 position. For sure, there's a lot of players that can replace him there. Um, Saka would be great in a Man City shirt. There's I, no I denying it. I think Pep would love him as well. Because uh, he's a proper player. Um, but I don't think... I don't think... Saka would start ahead of Foden for Man City. I do. But I don't think Foden would start ahead of Saka for Arsenal. Yeah, but, but that's because both of, the, both of these players are ingrained in their clubs the way and the play. managers yeah. at both clubs know their ultimate strength. So here's the question then. For England, who's going to start on that right-hand side if you can only start one of them? Saka. I think he'll start Saka. I think he'll start Saka, but should he start Saka? Mark drop. <laughs> There we go. Get in the chat, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> um, either way, this is, this is surely uh, building up to be one of the best um, title run-ins we've seen maybe in history. I know it's the tightest one we've seen, I think in 10 years, but towards the end it's going to get real spicy, isn't it? I, I just can't believe we were doing this last year. We were saying what a great Premier League season it was. And to top it, it, it it's going that way. Yeah. I mean, to, get another, to get Liverpool in the mix, you need a, a proper title race is three anyway. Mm. And we very rarely get that. And I think that... Man City dropping points at Chelsea. Every time Man City drop a point, it's brilliant for the title yeah. race. It's not good for Man City fans, but it's brilliant for the title race. So I think as long as Arsenal and Liverpool keep winning, I think, you know, hopefully we can just stretch it out till April and yeah, it's brilliant. Um, quick bit of talk about Burnley. What I'm um, oh, struggling. 55 goals conceded so far this season. Joint bottom of the league with uh, Sheffield United. They kind of they look a bit doomed, don't they, really? Yeah. Uh, it's a shame for them because they, they, they came up with a lot of euphoria and, and self-belief and a lot of talk about company, but this, this is the biggest challenge yeah. and you can't concede that amount of goals and have any chance of surviving, to be honest. Simple as that. Um, you mentioned Man City dropping points at the weekend. Um, one player in particular, I'm absolutely heartbroken, missed a couple... For him, anyway, a couple absolute doddles. I reckon you might have scored a couple of these, actually. I would, yeah. Um, Harland... Yeah, um, but you can't edit with your eyes shut. Yeah, it might come off his shoulder and go in or something, at least. <laughs> ben, Jamie's got an FPL stat on Harland. Come on. Do I? Yeah, um, the triple captain one. Oh, a triple captain is the most... Most uh, triple captain ever in FPL history. For, for Harland? Yeah, I think yeah, that, 1.4 million people. I was one of them 1.4 million. Should have just captained him like me. I was one of them 1.4 million that triple captained Harland this week, and I'm watching the game. I'm going to go, go get it. No, over the bar. He could score over six over the bar. against Brentford. He? he could. The do way it. Brentford defend against Liverpool, but, he probably will. One in the hand is better than two in the bush, you know. I'd rather have a goal already. Okay, is that the saying? I think that's uh, the saying. I hope so. Because yeah, yeah. you know, <laughs> you're on very dangerous territory there. I shut my eyes for a minute. I, I don't I, think I, that's I, a saying, I, Ben. A bird in the hand. I'm sure it is. A bird in the hand. Is <laughs> well, I've never heard of it. You said one in the hand. It's a saying. It's, 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 like it's close, mate. It's, it's close. <laughs> and it, it doesn't sound better than the second option, to be honest. No. <laughs> I think close if we go with it, this could be the new you, mate. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
Um, yeah, so Haaland, um, disappointing from him, really, wasn't yeah. it? Very uncharacteristic, very, very easy guilt-edged chances for somebody like a Haaland. Um, and Man City, just in general, didn't really look at, at the races, They're off. They? I reckon they are off. I watched them against Everton, and I think if Everton... I thought Calvert-Lewin was dreadful that day, yeah. and they had no attacking into... I thought I think Everton defended brilliantly. You know, Branthwaite, Tarkovsky, I thought they were really good but they had nothing to hurt City, so you knew City were going to score. Yeah. Whereas Chelsea, they had a plan on the break. Yeah. They were really, really good on the break, and Man City just look a little bit off this season. They could still win the league. I mean, you, you, you know, you would have been at United when we won the league when it wasn't vintage. Yeah. Could, they could still win the league, but I thought that, yeah, I didn't think Man City were that good. But I think Chelsea deserved the point. My, my big concern in that game was I thought Pochettino went defensive way too early. Took all his attackers off with 70 minutes at 1-0 up, and I thought, you know... He's thinking about winning the Caribou Cup next yeah. week, mate. Yeah, right as well. A whole week off, and he's taking off Cole Palmer and everyone like that. You've got to think, though, when you're away at the Etihad, mate, honestly... Is but that, they had no... Is, you can't sit there and park the bus, isn't it? But they you know, you know though, that Man City, if they, all they need is, like, one little glimmer, one little half chance, one thing where one one player, one of those Chelsea defenders is out of position, and they will punish you. They they are so incisive, aren't they, sometimes? Where, where did Chelsea get this performance from, Watto? Because they've been disappointed point in all season everybody's saying they've got these these good players that just aren't performing they go away to the Etihad it's on telly they all raise their game suddenly yeah they've built a bit of momentum but it's funny in football and funny in dressing rooms in football and you know that I've got no idea about the inside of Chelsea's dressing room but the Thiago Silva thing with his wife talking about this with Pochettino that with Pochettino Pochettino is a great manager and he's very, very close with his players. And I think somehow that's maybe turned its full circle. He's now out of the picture. Players are thinking, right, this guy is a good manager. Yeah. We want to play for this guy. We're better players than what we're showing. Yeah. They've grabbed a little bit of momentum. And in some ways, there's not many teams good to sit here. And Edison made two or three big saves yeah. in that game. Yeah, they could have had two or three goals. And you're not normally talking about that kind of thing at the Etihad. I just think... Somehow something's changed and they've grabbed onto something because they played like individuals to me most of the time. Yeah. Pochettino set them up this time, obviously, to play counter-attack football because that's Man City pin you in anyway. But the tactics were right for the game. The players believed in the tactics and they executed the tactics. Do you, do you think it's a little bit of, um, we're on telly, we're playing against Man City... If we are not on our A game here and we give it 100%, we're going to be made to look like fools. But, but, but also, I watched them play against Villa. I was convinced Villa would win and they wiped the floor with them. Yeah. And I just think some teams suit being the underdog when they can counter-attack. Counter-attacking football is very easy yeah. compared to possession football. And if you think about it, Chelsea tend to do well against big teams who are better than them, who they have to counter on. And, and look, I thought... They defended brilliantly. I mean, I thought there was two brilliant centre-back performances this weekend. Yeah. Johnny Evans in the second half against Luton. Agreed. And De Sarsi Fantastic. was unbelievable. I've given him a lot of stick. I, didn't, I, I wasn't sure about him, but I tell you what, against Man City, that was the most dominating man-of-the-match performance. And I love it when a centre-back or a goalkeeper gets man-of-the-match because it's not so obvious, is it? True a that. We never and get any love about the mark. You've actually given Chelsea some praise. Centre-halves and goalies. Yeah. Unbelievable. And, well and Johnny Evans. And Johnny Evans. And Johnny Evans. Oh Scott God. McTominay next. If I see it, I say it. Who's next? McTominay. Scott McTominay. McTominay yeah. and Maguire, go on. No, no, not this weekend. But the big surprise for me was that all the chances, Haaland never really worked the goalie. Yeah. He made one save from a slight deflection, but the two headers and the left foot volley, which he's got to make the goalie make a save, but normally the headers for him... Uh, uh, they're goals, uh, aren't the, they? The, the freebies, yeah. The freebies. I know they say goals win games, but they're, they're goals. 
quite literally that their goals, aren't they? But and, and that's a bit of a worry, at least. That's got to be a little bit of a worry. I think that's two goals now since his return from, from injury, I think seven games ago. Um, still a top scorer, though. Still, he? obviously, yeah, <laughs> absolutely ripping it. But that's a, that kind of lull is a, it's a, it's got to be a little bit of a concern. It's still going to affect your confidence, whoever you are. Look, he's relentless. He's playing in the team that's going to create him the most chances. Yeah. So he knows at one point one of these is going to go in. But when you miss like guilt edge chances yeah. that as a centre forward that's always still going to affect you he's lucky that he's in a team that's going to provide him Somebody with a lot more chances yeah. I think I looked at it last season in the Premier League he had 115 shots and this season he's had about 68 so he's lo- way he's behind way lower than what it was season, yeah. yeah but when you've got Doku on the wing and you've got Foden on the wing you're not getting quick ball into the box that you did with Mares and maybe yeah, you know, the Bruyne wandering around oh. Doku was infuriating at the weekend he just it reminds me of St Maximin at Newcastle fantastic player to watch but I don't think he knows what he's going to do next well I remember us talking about Man City last season we were saying the fact that people say Man City play this lovely football and stuff but when you've got Mares he will hit it first time into the box Haaland will, will run off that De Bruyne is the best one touch ball straight into the box when it played back to him I've but, ever seen but that's life. the difference in the game isn't it if he's not sure when these two wide guys are going to cross it or what hard for do. his movement yeah. Yeah. but the most effective City ever are is De Bruyne coming into the quarterback position little layoff flicking yeah, to the box time, first yeah. time and that's what Brighton did and I know I'm going on to a different game against Sheffield United yesterday wide players did really well but they crossed the ball. If yeah. they didn't, he's in that quarterback position, balls into the box, and bodies in the box, you're going to create mayhem. That is something quick. We're going to move on to Liverpool in a minute because um, fantastic win for them. Um, but if we, if you could watch an overview of when that ball gets played back to Kevin De Bruyne, you watch, obviously, the defence of the opposition team will try and push forward as, as quick as they can. But Erling Haaland, at that point, is going, I'll stay with you guys, and as soon as he's about to kick that, I know I can just make my move and run in there. And they'll work on it in training, and they'll have it to a tee. He's the best I've ever seen at it. The best I've ever seen it. He'll put it in that corridor of uncertainty, won't he, Watto? Disaster for yeah, Disaster. But Haaland's man. been shut out before. I mean, I remember Varane and Shaw doing it to him last year. I think Saliba did it, you mm. know. They, if, if you defend well... Tarkovsky and Brankwaite did well oh, against him. Proper defenders, he, he yeah. pushed him off. Yeah. So, um, he, needs the, he, needs the, he needs the delivery. And, uh, but he should, still should have scored a couple, shouldn't he? Either way, it makes for an exciting and for the season. That's what we want to say. Ben, ben, Liverpool. Ben, what do you make to, just quickly, Jack Grealish? We've got the Euros coming up. Yeah. What What do you think about Jack Grealish? And is there a potential move in the summer? Is he going to play in the Euros? What What do we think? Um, it all just depends on his injury, doesn't it, lads? It's unfortunate for him. He went off. I watched him. Um, it was against Copenhagen last week. Um, as soon as he did it, you knew he had done something. You knew he had done something. The fact that he tried to get up and carry on playing, I'm thinking, what are you doing, mate? Don't even bother. You know what I mean? Accept your fate. Go, accept your fate. Get off the pitch. Yeah, that'll do. So it depends how bad it is. If it's a hamstring dra- strain, which it looks like it might be, could be a month, could be six weeks. Um, you just want to get it right, basically. But we've got thir- we've got 13 games left of the season. He's not playing anyway, is he? He's not. He's not, he's not playing he's week not in, star, week out. I don't. I'd, I'd play Grealish over Doku, but I'm not Pep Guardiola. I mean, I don't understand why Bernardo Silva's on the bench either. I mean, some of his selections oh. are just odd. But Grealish needs to move. Well, I said it before. I thought he was brilliant last season. First season wasn't in the team. Now he's not in the season. That's three out of two out of three not in the team. Hundred million pound player. I think he's a PR signing. I thought it at the time. I think he's a PR signing. I don't get it. I really don't. I think he he's, he's a. A really good player who doesn't suit Man City. Yeah, I'm with you. I like that. That's good. And he should be signed for England because Rashford's got... Rashford's going to go to the Euros because he offers something different. Jack Grealish should be starting for England. Jack Grealish could play for another team and be an absolute world-beater, couldn't he? He could be an absolute world-beater. He'd be good at United, he'd be good at... 
you know, I mean, I know Martin, Arsenal, Arsenal have got Martinelli, but no, he should be starting football. He's, he's a really good player. Yeah, and he is. wasted, I think. Um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens with him in the summer then. Um, but get get well sooner, first and foremost, actually. We want to see you back on the pitch. Um, yeah, Liverpool, lads, uh, another convincing win for them. They just seem to be on a bit of a steamrolling mission at the minute, Liverpool. Nobody's really talking about them, but they just get the job done. They're getting the job done, getting the job done. Um, but marred by a couple of big injuries at the weekend as well. Darwin Nunes, uh, Jota and Curtis Jones having to come off injured, uh, which is a massive blow for them. We don't know the extent of those injuries yet. Um, but again, just yeah, they're impressive, aren't they? Just get the job done. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they play proper football. Mm. They can play you through the thirds. But if you... Um, as Brentford did, set piece. I always felt playing Liverpool or the top teams, it, it, it's the most vulnerable you feel. It's yeah. your set piece. It's a deep free kick. Brentford obviously work on whatever they work on. Obviously, a, a lot of set pieces in the game. They push everybody forward. It drops down on the edge of the box. One big clearance. I mean, Jota's head is phenomenal. But Nunes, you're not quite sure, have you? But what what a finish. Honestly, <laughs> you would have thought he's already scored 30 goals yeah, to put him like yeah. that. I, I Especially had him when down. he's got the sweaty pass to Jota. Oh, uh, yeah. He misses that. Yeah, absolutely. Oh. I had him down as missing that chance. When he yeah. goes through one-on-one, I'm thinking, you've got too much time here, mate. You've got too much time. But you're time. not thinking that finish is a goalie. And I think oh, that's why he does him. Yeah, because you're I thinking, know. this guy's missed so many chances. He's going to go round me. He's going to play a side foot. And he dinks him. It's unbelievable. But that just shows you the belief he's got in himself as well. Yeah. And what we spoke about, Haaland, you can miss, you can miss, you can miss. You've just got to believe it. Yeah. And it was phenomenal finish, a phenomenal finish. But I think they're really going to struggle. Obviously, with, with the Jota one, it's so innocuous. He just lands on him, but his knee's in that position. It just bounces. Yeah, boom, boom. No. So you're not quite sure with that. Um, the one positive for Liverpool, Salah comes on. Uh, fantastic assist to McAllister. Just same as usual, really. Scores his goal. Yeah. So... That gives them that, you know, a bit replacement. Of a boost, least, yeah. yeah, but the need they can't lose three plays in a game like that and 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 survive it. Obviously, Allison missing in goal. Um, what do you make of Kelleher? Because I think he is as as far as number twos go. When Allison doesn't play, I I'm not necessarily worried about Liverpool because I think he is such a good number two. Yeah, I mean he made a fantastic save before the goal. Didn't yeah, four times goal. Yeah, Oof, it's a it's a great reaction Strong save. Man. He plays a uh, he plays the ball through. I think for the is it the third? Yeah, or the, the fourth, the fourth one. But the, again, though, it's a flick on. It's yeah. a it's a it's yeah. a flick on and Gakpo through. It's it's criminal, isn't it? Really. Well, you think Brentford suicide? Yeah. They're just going three for three and yeah. they're already exposed, if you like. But no, I, I think Keller he, he's got the range to play in goal for Liverpool for sure. You have to say that I think Allison is 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 maybe the best, you know what I mean? I know I put Vicario in goal when we did the half-team, but he made some phenomenal saves at the weekend again. But really, over a period of time and consistency, yeah, Alisson's yeah. the best. Yeah. So it's always going to be difficult for him because there has to be a, a certain level of drop-off. But they don't seem to to fear not having Alisson in goal, which is a real big compliment to him. Uh, Carabao Cup final next week, Mark. What were you saying, predictions? Um, you know what? I think Chelsea might get something out of it. I think it's because we've just seen them what they've done mm. at Man City, haven't they? And uh, with the injuries that Liverpool have got, I think Liverpool are almost in the position at the moment where if they could, if they were just focusing on the league, they'd probably have a great chance of winning it. But they're still in the Carabao Cup. Yeah. Obviously, they've got the FA Cup. They've Champions got League. the some whatever they're doing on a Thursday night yeah. Europa League, isn't it? Oh, they're uh, Europa League. Yeah, aren't they? yeah. And Ooh. I just think they're in too many tournaments, and yeah. they've got so. I'm not. I've got no sympathy for Liverpool having injuries because it's been massive for Brighton, United, Newcastle. Newcastle yeah. But 
out of the t I have got sympathy for them in the re title race because out of the title race contenders, they're they're decimated. They've got so many injuries. I forgot Sabozla even played for them. Just looking at that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean Jota as well. He was almost almost becoming Liverpool's Gundogan of last yeah, year, where yeah, he just yeah. found this form. So, but it's Klopp's last year, so maybe that can score you know, prediction. What for the Carabao Cup? I think it will go extra time. Well, they've got a game midweek, Liverpool. We've yeah. got Luton. So it, it, I'm it's, going Chelsea, actually. It's really difficult for him. Pochettino's right. never won a trophy in England. Has he? He's won so. the, he's won the, um, the Farmers League, hasn't he? He's won the French League. Yeah, well, I'll not be as disrespectful as you, <laughs> but I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. So I think, I think it's a bigger game for Chelsea than it is for Liverpool, but every team wants to win silverware. Of course, yeah. When we talked about the tactics, tactics well. of the game, so if Chelsea play how they did against City... That'll bring Liverpool onto them, but Liverpool don't always want to play that way either, because they they want to play on the transition and the quick counters. So it'd be interesting to see how both managers play. Obviously, Liverpool have got a few injuries, and as I said, they they're going into a midweek fixture. I think on Wednesday, home to Luton, which is a game when we're talking about the title race. They have to win that game, mm. and then their preparation time really. Thursday will be recovery. Friday, second day recovery. He's got he's got Saturday to pick his team, do a bit of training, and away we go, boys. Training travel. Um, we're going to talk about your boys, Man United, in a minute. Um, good ben, win for them, by the way. Ben, can we get your predictions on the um, Carabao Cup final uh, score, yeah. um, please? I'm going to throw a um, cheeky little two-all draw, penalties, Liverpool win. There you go. Keller, so, Kelleher the hero, then. Kelleher the hero. Kelleher the hero. Um, everybody wants to win a cup, by the way, um, and there was only two teams last year that won a cup from, um, from England. What, who were they? West Ham and Mass City. Where who? Man City. <laughs> <laughs> you said it with eyes shut, mate. You suck. Yeah. I don't know what I was doing. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't like saying Man City. I had to force it out. Man City. Yeah, correct. West Ham and Man City. Well done. Um, Man United, Mark. Um, this was a good win, this. This was a, this was a difficult place to go. Um, I actually really enjoyed this game. It was a bit sort of end-to-end -end at times. Lots of chances. Stressful. Um, it was stressful, yeah. But Man United got the job done, and that's what they're doing at the minute. Earlier in the season, they weren't getting the job done. But now, everything seems to be happy and smiles on people's faces. It's just ridiculous how um, football is viewed, um, and, and, and funny in a way, because it's like, oh, it's only Luton. Luton had 58% possession. Luton had loads of chances. And I'm like... I literally did a preview on the United Stand saying this game will be tight. It'll be 1-0, it'll be 2-1. They beat Newcastle there. Yeah. They had 50% possession. They've had some unbelievable Park. results at Newcastle. Yeah. 4-3 against Arsenal there. Yeah. They threw with Liverpool there. Through Liverpool they beat narrowly, there. Yeah, narrowly lost they're, the They're not Brentford, who are happy to give 70% of the ball away. They actually do try to get on the ball, as we saw yesterday. So put some bloody respect on Luton. I think that, yeah. you know that they are a decent team. But having said all of that, it wasn't a lucky escape. United... I thought Luton would equalise at the end and I was ready to go. We've missed so many chances to put this game to bed. Ganacho one-on-one, -on -one, Bruno one-on-one, yeah, -on -one, yeah, yeah. Bruno shot in the box, Rashford shot. Shots getting dragged wide. Hoyland had yeah, another chance. Yeah, we, we had the better chances and their chance really came from what we were doing all game, which is people say Luton had loads of shots, but they were all blocked. Yeah. We, there was, I can't think of a clear-cut chance. We, we, we did United stand earlier. What I, um, we, basically, if you look at it on the, on the, on the balance of it, um, a, a lot of people say Luton are unlucky, but... If you look at it, Man United should have scored six goals. Mm. Luton should have scored two or three. It's as simple as that. They should have they should have scored that and Man United should have scored. So Man United probably deserved to win it. But it's you it's the usual really, is the kind of everyone will root for the underdog. People don't like Man United, so it's like, oh, they were lucky again, they were lucky again. But they weren't, were they? They're, they're seem no, like they've got a bit of um, a momentum now as Man well. Man United started the game really well and could have gone well beyond the yeah. two that they got. Mm. But if you look at it and the levels we're talking about 
Like, I'm watching the game. I really enjoyed it. It was a good Sunday afternoon was, watch, was, yeah. to be honest with you. And that's what Kenilworth Road does for them. But I'm watching the game. The first opportunity, Oshu is side by side with Hoyland. He looks at him and he knows he can't catch him. And he's in the middle of Man United's own half. Just barge him, stand in front of him, do something. Yeah. As soon as you left it for a foot race, yes, nobody knew that Bell were going to make an arse of it to yeah. the goalie. Yeah. But Hoyland shouldn't have been in the just picture. Just deal just with it there. Yeah. Deal with it there. And whatever happens up that end, yeah, we're going to do it. So the one down after 37 seconds, Man United really on the front foot. Corner, Luton setups, Luton setup. Man United take advantage of their setup, ring the edge of the box yeah. with three players. That means you're in charge when the ball comes out if you don't win the first contact. Yes. It's an unbelievable finish. Yeah. But the box is clear, free shot, and Hoyland does what he does. And you're thinking, oh, my God. And, and it could have been 3, 4 or 5 at that point. And the one question I want to ask you is, because I'm watching it and I'm thinking, I don't understand this. They allow, um, I can't remember who it was, turned in the box, got a deflection. But when that ball loops up, Morris cannot be favourite. <laughs> if you'd have been in goals for me at that time and you'd have just done a little starfish and Morris never takes his eye off the ball goal, he should have seen your yellow shirt come in and he's, you're going to kill him. Yeah, and, and he's yeah. going to go like that and he's not going to edit in. Yeah. What would you have done in goal at yeah, that point? The, first and foremost, he's not on the front foot. He's not anticipating anything like that to come out and try and sweep up or clean up or anything. He's flat-footed, so when the ball comes up, it takes him a little while to get going in the first instance. But when you're on your way out to that ball, you have to make sure that striker sees you. you ha he's wearing a yellow shirt, for Christ's sake, yeah? It's visible. But you have to, one, either get the ball, or two... Sorry, but you're taking the player out at the same time. You are. You are making sure he sees you coming. Yeah. It will put enough doubt in his mind to think, I'm going to get absolutely battered here. But if he sees you flying, like what you're talking about, oh. he, he, he just does something and he, that ball don't end up in the goal. No chance. Now, you're risking a penalty. You're risking sure. a penalty, but... but you've if, got to do something. By just doing a little butterfly, you're, you, it's a goal. Yeah, you've got to get very lucky. But you've got to go direct to the, the source, ball. Watto. Go direct yeah. to the ball. He's gone out, sort of flat like that, Get your arms in front of you and go out, try and punch it, try and whatever. It's a bit more dangerous and you've got to be braver because you're putting your face your, and your, your head in the way, basically. But if that guy sees you with your fist running towards the ball like that, I promise you, nine times out of ten, he will shit himself and he will either not even go for the ball or he'll just turn away from it like that and it won't go in the back of the net. That's what you've got to do. You've got to go direct to the source of the ball, haven't you? You'd have gone mad at me if that was me. Uh, of course. You'd have absolutely I just like doing that kind of thing to yeah, you. Yeah, I know, damn right as well. But I think you would have reacted differently. Yeah, I think sure. it's too easy to allow that to yeah. happen yeah. in that manner. And um, Man United did well to, to survive it, like you said, because yeah. they had, Luton had some momentum then and it's a tough place. But on another day, five or six goals for sure. You know when Ganacho <clears throat> went through one-on-one mm. -on -one at the end, honestly, did you think he was going to score? Yeah, I did. I think yeah. he should score. I Bruno should score as well. I think both of those, again, I, I would have scored both Haaland's headers and I would have scored both these one-on-ones. <laughs> tell I me need, what, I need the wind bite behind me so I didn't get Tell caught, me what you'd have done on the Fernandes thing because when he boots, the, get, when, when he boots the ball into the side, uh, yeah. advertising boards, I think it was pure frustration because yeah. the goal is in no-man's land because yeah. he's playing yeah. high. As soon as he goes past him... It's a, a great blocker. Yeah, but he's like, a visit, but he's just, he's just got a, it's a little good. chip or something and like that. In. Yeah. And it's in. And I think he's, he was so frustrated because even though the guy's done everything he can, 
of player of visibility, you only need to get it two think, yards in think, there. It's a he, goal. He, you can, know? he can take it first time and dink the keeper. He takes a, foot, a touch and he can dink the keeper. Yeah. And then when he's past the keeper, he can dink it into the net. And he just... It, yeah, it's, it, it, it can happen, and we see it happen, but it shouldn't happen twice in a game. No. And, and, and also, when ganacho has gone round him... He can just square it to Bruno, who's going to put it in the bottom no corner as well. Not, and, not, and, and no chance he's thinking of anything well, like this that. This is the trouble with United's attackers. They, they're so bloody selfish. Yeah. But you, um, get, you get the body language of them as well, yeah. because Bruno were really annoyed yeah. at Ganacho when he yeah. didn't square it. But then late on in the game, when uh, he, he intercepts the goalie's pass, yeah, Bruno could have squared it. He could have squared it. Yeah, but bad. they all seem to be at each other, where yeah, normally like the body language has got to be positive, even though it's a bad decision. You've got to get over the line. And in the end, they got over the line. They were lucky on the set piece. But it's a good corner. And Barkley gets a good contact, doesn't yeah, he? Yeah, does. On but another date. What about the Rasmus goal? Do you think he meant it? Yes. 100%. 100%. Yeah, 100%. He he meant it, right? yeah. And he's Without, playing at a level. Anyone says he, he didn't. He, no, he meant it. A million percent. Yeah. They do that in training all the time. Yeah. That's a for classic sure. goal for a, for a pro in training, isn't yeah, it? They, it is, they do yeah. that with their body yeah. all the time. No, do it with the shoulders as well. The thing is, if that was a defender there and the ball was going straight into the back of the net, he would have probably done that to try and move out the way because he'd been scared of it. Well, not in the face. Don't hit me in the face. Imagine that. A ball hit me in the face. That would be a nightmare, that, wouldn't it? Um, we're going to talk about Calvin Phillips mm -hmm. at West Ham. Um, just pure negativity surrounding West Ham at this moment. It's a disappointing result against Forest 2-0. Um, but Calvin Phillips is not having a great start to life at West Ham, is he? Um, it was seen as kind of the, the springboard to him getting in the Euro squad in the summer, um, a chance to finally get out and play some first-team football in the Premier League. And as it stands so far, I think he's played three or four games. Um, he's given a couple goals away and then the red card on Saturday. But for a player like him, what oh? An experienced player, you can't get a red card in the manner which he did. No, I, I, I think it was supposed to be the catalyst for him, West Ham and David Moyes, because yeah. they've been in that kind of rut. Obviously, the ball got nicked off him and conceded a goal early on. It, the first yellow card, the shove and that, it's just petulance, yeah. isn't it? The second one, it's a late tackle. But if you go back to the game we've just discussed, that's just refereeing on the day, because Casemiro could have easily had that second yellow card mm. for exactly the same mm. late moment. One referee one week says, do you know what, you're on a yellow, I'm going to give you a chance. The referee for Phillips, he's had his yellow, and he knows it's a soft yellow. Should he give him another chance? I think probably so, but is it a foul? And if it had been his first yellow, it's a yellow. It's refereeing on the day, but when you've done what you've done as Phillips, you can't do it. Everything seems to be against you, everything seems to be against West Ham, everything seems to be against Moyes. He doesn't look anywhere near a player that should, at the minute, be getting on the plane to travel with England. Yeah. Uh, what do you make of um, David Moyes? Do you think he's um, he's on the brink, or do you think it's just blown completely out of proportion? I think it's ridiculous that he's on the brink, but there seems to be a bit of a fan movement that was there last year, to be fair, and then he won the Conference League. But they're in the top half of the table, they're still in the Europa League, he's won a tournament, and they've got a team that's set up to play the way David Moyes plays. Yeah. They're not the richest club in, in the Premier League. So if you sack him, you're going down the league and you've not got the money to build the team you want to build. I mean, I get it. I get it. I mean, look, I've I've had Moyes manage Man United and it's not pretty. Um, and West Ham do have a tradition that, uh, that they want to play good football. But I think that to looking to sack him, I, I, I think West Ham... You, you're going to drop down the league to play better football. I think it's ridiculous. That's 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 that's, that's, that's going to happen. You're not going to be 
Look at the teams that they're ahead of or around. Yeah. Brighton's, Newcastle's, Chelsea's. I mean, they. I'd expect them to be above West Ham. I'd put West sure. Ham eleventh or twelfth. Yeah, without yeah. doubt, they're, they're overachieving. Yeah. They're overachieving for where they are. But if you bring in the the fancy manager, whoever that may be, and you're going to play expansive football, you're going to play out from a goal kit, you're going to build through the thirds and all that. Then this is a two or three window project to get rid of Moyes without and, doubt, and recruit yeah. the players that you're then going to talk about to fit that system. Yeah, West Ham have done unbelievable, and it's I always get to this point when um, fans are wanting a manager out. Be very careful what you ask for because it's very easy that they drop right down the level. Well, it's the same at United. Like there's a lot. Of the, even yesterday, I was getting furious because people were still going, "Oh, I don't like this football. Get rid of him." And I'm like, "So we're going to sack a manager." What happens to Hoyland and Maynou and Ganacho, yeah. three young players? The next manager might not fancy young no, players. I know. And same with West Ham. You bring this manager in and you start playing out from the back and then you're down in 14th, 15th and you go, we should have stuck with what it was. I don't mind fans having an opinion and, if they're going to stick hey, with it, I but they won't. I guarantee you when you've played three or four short passes oh, at the, and at they're on the stadium mm-hmm. and the opposition are saying, here, we're pressing at West Ham today, boys, yeah. the fans are going... Let's get, get it up, up there. there. Where, where's where's Sushek gone? Yeah. Where's he gone? Where's David? Can we have David Moyes back, please? Yeah. Um, Prowse on set pieces. Um, go, well, we're talking about James Ward Prowse. Uh, go back to um, the Calvin Phillips uh, conundrum. Um, I'm sure Gareth Southgate would have been watching at the weekend, sort of pulling his hair out a little bit. Um, if he doesn't recapture that form that we know he's he's capable of, his England starting form, um, what is going to happen in the Euros in the summer then? Because we need we need another guy to be stood alongside Declan Rice, don't we? He shouldn't be going anyway. I mean, he's been at West Ham. He's been at Man City for two years, so he's not played football really for two years. He shouldn't be going. It's not the way you should not be selected for a, for a, for an England team on nepotism and favouritism. He shouldn't go. Nepotism. Um, <laughs> he, shouldn't. he shouldn't. He shouldn't be going. Um, he's not good enough. He doesn't deserve to go. Just because he's played well two or three years ago and Gareth likes him, no, not good enough for me. Conor Gallagher's been fantastic this year. Take him. Henderson's playing for Ajax. I don't agree with it, but take him. And then. You know, you could put Trent in there. You could take Ward Prowse, who's been brilliant at West what, What's the answer then? What is the answer? I understand the take him and take him, and that's great, but we're talking about Euros here. We're talking about starting in big, high-pressure situations. Not start him, he's crap. But so, who, who are we going to start then? So Conor Gallagher. The, is the answer okay. then that you change your system to try and accommodate the better players? So in the generations past, you had Lampard, Gerard, Scholes. Yeah. Three unbelievable midfield players. One of them had to suffer. If we think England are going to play 4-2-3-1 and we're saying we need a second sitter there next to Rice, does he change and say, no, I'm going to play 4-3-3, I'm going to play one here and I'm going to play two eights, tens, nine. Oh, that'd be the dream. I don't think we need two to sit, though. We're England. I don't think we do. Declan Rice sits. Declan Rice is one of the best sitters that you're going to get If he believes he can patrol and protect them two centre-halves, then maybe you become more expansive. Rice, Bellingham, and then you've got a world of answers because you've got Madison, you've got Foden, you've got um, got Cole Palmer can play there. So actually, you don't need to take Calvin Phillips anyway. I, I think Conor Gallagher is more than... Is, is ten times the better Um Conor Gallagher ran 13 kilometres in the game against Well, in his interview after the game, he looked like he'd run 23 kilometres. He, he didn't know. He, he I'm didn't tired know. here. 13... It's nice to see a footballer coming off tired and his team's just managed to drag a point You don't understand how important 13 kilometres is. Like, the, once you finish a game, right, you all get on the bus, okay, especially away games, and... Straight away, all the like the the sports guys, the the, the analytics guys, well, the stats manager, really. they've got all the stats, and all the players want to know who's run, who's done what, and high intensity stuff is massive as well because that's where you can start to look at it. So you all get them sent through on your phone straight away. You'll have all your stats and stuff, and you're looking through them, going, 
he didn't even run today. Look at that, look at that. He's done, he's done nothing today. No high intensity, whatever. 13 kilometres. I don't think I've really seen a 13 kilometre before. It's very rare. Very rare, isn't it? I know the games are going on longer now. You're getting six, seven I, minutes at I, the end I, of each I half. I think that, but that, that I, was I, a burden, I, but, but it's a rarity in the game. And I think the one thing I used to think on the bus is, because when I'm sat close to the manager and I'm thinking, he's looking at this, what I'm looking at, but you players are then looking at yours and you're thinking whoever X, Y or Z is when he's not, <laughs> he's when he's not run it. so far and there's not too much intensity in there and the manager's there and I'm in the manager's earshot. What the... <laughs> and, yeah, you know what's coming. But the information's virtually straight there for you. you know, it's it? brilliant, isn't it? There's no hiding place nowadays, you know. There no is. Hide, there's no, no hiding, hiding place, place nowadays. No. Um, right, um, before we go to the quiz, um, Kylian Mbappe, obviously, leaving PSG in the summer. Mm. Um, he was actually put on the bench at the weekend, by the way, because I think he's come out and said something and the club aren't happy with it. Um, where's he going to go? Is he going to come to the Premier League or is this all just a massive pipe dream and we all know he's going to go to Real Madrid? I, I, I'm somewhat confused by this because I always thought he was going to Real Madrid mm. and I'm, I'm, I'm sure I've read he's going to Real Madrid. I think he said I'm then, going to Real Madrid. I think, I think Real Madrid have signed him and I think he's done the, the shirt holding up. I, I don't get it, but um, I think Klopp put it best when he was asked about Liverpool and he said, look, you know, I'm not here next year, but as far as I'm aware, we ain't got the money to do that and yeah. I don't think any club in this league has and Pep's never going to go near a player like that because it doesn't suit the way he wants to go. So it has to be Liverpool, Arsenal, Chelsea, Man City, Newcastle. You're not mentioning Man U in that, no? Uh, well, I don't. I, thankfully, I don't think it's going to be part of what Man United want to do anymore, yeah. which, which I'm, I'm grateful for. And it's the same reason Pep wouldn't do it as well. Mm. Mbappe is a huge... A lot wage of focus. Break, is a, a lot of focus. Breaker, isn't he? But he becomes bigger than the rest of the yeah. team. Yeah, the club. I know, yeah. So, and Arteta's not having him. I know Klopp's leaving, but Klopp wouldn't have him. Yeah, true. Guardiola, he's a, they're a team. Yeah. You can't have that one individual take everything. Um, Real Madrid. Perfect for him. Perfect yeah, for him. It is. You know There's what I mean? A lot of them I mean, he's players. the best player in the, the world. I think he's the best player. The Galactico player in the world. superstar. That is what they're yeah. designed for. Um, can I just break down a bit of a myth of a tr uh, free transfer as well? Because everybody's saying, oh, why wouldn't you sign him? He's on a free transfer. Right, so let me just explain how this free, free transfer... I hope you can really explain how this one's going to yeah. work. Oh, this, this, one, <laughs> this one is going to be ridiculously expensive. So first of all, let's just talk, talk about the wages, yeah? Whoever's signing him, because what he'll say is, you're not paying a transfer fee for me, so you will pay me in wages instead. So you, you're talking three quarters of a mil a, a week, basically. You will be. You'll be talking 750, getting on for a million a week, yeah? Yeah. That's the, that's the starter. The conversation's not starting that, unless it's half a million. That's the starter, that's sure. yeah? Then you're going to pencil all the bonuses in, all the, um, I'm going to stay for three years, four years, I'm going to, you'll be getting, the, the amount of money they're going to have to pay in bonuses to this guy is going to be phenomenal. But then also, his agent, mm. right, his agent is going to say to Real Madrid, right, we can take Killian, our boy Killian, we can take him to Arsenal, we can take him to Man City, we can take him to Newcastle, the richest clubs in the world, or we could bring him to you, right? But what are you going to do for me? What are you going to do for me as an agent for bringing him to you? I want 50 mil. I want 50 mil for bringing him to you here. That's exactly what will happen. I promise you. It might not be 50, it might be 40, it might be 30. Either way, you're not getting him for free, all right? This is a ridiculously expensive transfer. It's like the Erling Haaland deal. Man, uh, City, exactly Man, City, Man City fans think they got him for 65 million. No years. chance. His dad had a slice. Somebody's you know, getting a lot of money somewhere. And he was a Riola client at the time. Yeah. So, yeah, there was, there's huge amounts of money behind the scenes there. And that's, that's going to destroy a Man City, a Liverpool, yeah. an Arsenal wage bill. FFP. Because you've got Oof. this one player. And straight away, like Watto says, he walks in, 
You know, he might want to. You might put up with it, but he's still the big star of the dressing room, isn't he? Yeah, he's big, for bigger sure. than the manager. It's I think. I think Real Madrid is the only place where he yeah. can be kept like that. That the focus, the intensity of him being such a big star could be kept under control a little bit because you have got other big stars there, massive stars. But in I fact. think it's the only place he can go because obviously there's a lot of um, highlighting of the rules in England. Now. Yeah. Man City is still yeah. under investigation. Everton have just yeah. been done points. Forest potentially been mm. done points. You're not going to be able to hide the no, amount of money that's no. coming in there and think that you're going to get away with it. So I think his choices are very, very limited to probably one because Barcelona can't go, have him either. It doesn't win you the Champions League anymore. Teams win Champions Leagues yeah. now. Well, that's, you know, that's you, you, my put, take, you put yeah. Mbappe in the Real Madrid, doesn't mean they're going to win it. Just quickly though, just imagine he did sign for the Premier League. Yeah, He signed for Arsenal. Would he, would he rip it up? Would he tear it up? Within reason, I, I don't think he's. I think he's the best player in the world, but I don't think he's not Messi. He's not Ronaldo. You drop them into a Man United as we had with Ronaldo, and it becomes like unbelievable. I don't think Mbappe drops into Arsenal and wins them the league. Wins them, wins I'd like to see what Emery did for his Villa eye line if they're playing. Against oh him. wow, <laughs> he would be licking his lips every day. Who did that celebration? Michael Owen. He'd be just Owen. doing that. Oh, He'd just be running around constantly doing that. Goal, goal, goal. Uh, Chris Time lads. Good. Lads, good. Just a quick yeah. one, just before you go there. Okay. Mason Holgate's challenge, the red oh, cards. Oh, yeah. We've, We've got, got to, to talk about it. this. Sorry. We are going to the quiz in a minute. We have to talk about this Mason Holgate tackle on Matoma, right? This Jamie Redknapp actually said it best. He said, this is one of the worst tackle I've seen in years. And I went, yeah, I totally agree with you. It's one of the worst I've seen in years. And one of the Sheffield United players did an interview after the game as well. And they asked him about the red card. And he said... I can't believe what I saw. I can't believe that he's given a red card for that. Watching it on the pitch, never a red card. It's ridiculous. And then you watch the replay. What worried me is that the, the ref actually give a yellow card. Yeah, because oh, when, when wow. I saw it, wow, the, wow. the only positive out of this is that Matoma got up and played yeah. Yeah, yeah, unbelievable miracle. football. It's a miracle. Uh, a miracle, seriously. He's dribbling with the ball on the floor and he's got oh. taken out on his kneecap, two feet off. It is a, a tackle that should never ever have existed 30 40 years ago. Do you know ago. what tackle it's it was? It's a career ender. He, he's 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 tried he's he's tried to win the ball and, and clean the player. He's tried to hurt him back. Yeah, he's tried to win the ball and empty the player out completely clean. It's, it's a head it, gone in it. You it, can't do it. It's kind of and a freebie. It's what they call a freebie in football sometimes. It's like you know I'm going to take the player out but I'm going to win the ball first so I can get, get away with it. You, you can still get, get sent off for that yeah. nowadays. But you know you in professional football now like the game has changed. You've got VAR. He's never getting away with it. And that's we've tried to take this thing out of it so the more expansive players can have a chance to yeah, play yeah. rather than taking that waist high. And I just think they, the FA should look at that. And I know there will not be more than a three-game ban, but that's when you see something like that. And he's been very lucky he's not had a career-ending injury. Yeah, for sure. I think you have to say to the player, look, mate, that that just can't be. We're going to have to put a real sanction on it. It was it was a painful watch, Sheffield United. I, I, it was I a hate... painful watch because obviously that red card it kills them anyway. Mm. But Brighton are a very good team. They can exploit the space, the extra space, so easily as well. And they're, they're scoring own goals. They, the balls are from set. It was just so easy. It was so easy with Brighton. But you could just tell Sheffield United they're gone. They are absolutely yeah, they, gone. They need the season to finish now. Yeah. And I actually fear for what happens next for them because they're just don't seem to have a formula to, to do they, anything to stop the rock, to be honest with you. They played well against Luton, and then their their lifeline is home against Brighton. You've yeah. got to go and win, because yeah. Luton beat Brighton 4-0, didn't they? And, you know, Holgate, it was a 0-0 when that happened, wasn't yeah. it? So, it's, it's, well, that, so that tackle, not only is it a bad tackle, it's almost it's also 
as a Sheffield United fan, you've got to be fuming. Yeah, that's it. It's Game a done. selfish head it's gone done. moment. Yeah, let's kill your yeah. team. Um, 65 goals conceded for Sheffield United now so far this season. Can you imagine letting in that many goals, Watto, at this time of the season? No, I can remember letting four less. So <laughs> I'm just delighted. Yeah, let me just let me just remind him what was in goal for Barnsley back in the day, weren't you, mate? And you had let in 61 at this point in the season. Yeah, I'd missed a couple of games because I got knocked out. <laughs> I, I, I don't think they let many in, actually. <laughs> uh, right, Quiz, we good to go? Yeah. Good to go. Let's go then, lads. Come on. Right, it is a football filling quiz. We all love it. Jamie, you ready? Of course, we're ready. Let's we're go. ready? Yeah. Question one Brazil beat which country 2 0 in the 2002 World Cup Italy. final? No, not Italy. Turkey. No, not Turkey. Turkey? Turkey. In the World, World Cup, Cup final? <laughs> <laughs> they got to the semi-finals. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Still the wrong answer. No, four. you can't No, if you're talking yeah. deflecting can, questions, five, Can you ask four, me the question again, please? Brazil beat which country 2-0 in the 2002 World Cup final? <sighs> 2002. Five, four. Three. Three. Two. Argentina. Two. No. Japan. Germany. Oh, I was going to say Germany straight away. And Turkey got well, to the semis. Why did because you've not got my head. Turkey. They got to the semis. No. You were thinking about your Christmas dinner, pal. Yeah. <laughs> Question two. What player did Cristiano Ronaldo replace as number seven at Juventus in 2028? 20, what the hell? <laughs> 2018. <laughs> Juventus. You, you what, number seven? Maratta. Number seven, no. I, I honestly couldn't name you one Juventus player. Five. Five. Three. One. Quadrado. Close to V, wasn't it? Never, 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 never. Right, good start. It's a tough question. Nil, nil, nil. Question three. Who won the manager of the season in the Premier League in 2011 and 12 season but didn't win the league? Mourinho. No. I would say it has got to be... Who won know. manager of the season in the 2011-12 Premier League season? I'd say Ancelotti. No. Nope. Benitez. No. I'm going to say Pardew. Alan Pardew, yeah. What? What? Already... He doesn't get a point for that, does he? I should get a point no, for that. No, you shouldn't. You've had plenty of time to reassess. Pardiola. Pardiola, yeah. Do the dance. You Do the, the dance, dance in the <laughs> FA Cup fight. Oh, you yeah. never, never shut up about that, would you, if you were Pardew? He didn't. He doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> There's some good players that year in Newcastle, did these questions, mate. Bloody hell. Sorry. Are these Tom's questions or yours? No, these are Jamie's. Oh, oh here we go. <laughs> mine, are, mine are coming up in a minute. All right. Will we get yours? You'll know mine once. Oh, okay, Brilliant. come on. Ch- question four. Player career path. Are you good at these? I have played for International, Roma, Liverpool. That's it. International, Roma, Liverpool. Alisson. Alisson is the correct answer. Very good. I didn't know he was at Inter... National. I didn't know he was at Inter. Is that the Argentinian one? Yes. Yeah. Oh, right, I thought... Yeah, yeah okay, I did yeah. think Inter. Yeah. Yeah. Should have put on my uh, Argentinian accent. I thought I'd have liked to hear that. Yeah, you're not going <laughs> to... Just do that. That's what? <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's not a language. That's yeah, just, well, like just that. a thing. You said Italian accent? I said Argentinian accent. Oh, did you? Never mind. Still they do that as well. you still got to speak, though. Okay. Question five. There are two goalkeepers this season that share the most clean sheets in the Premier League. Can you name... Alisson. No, you're both oh, wrong. No. Oh, he's easy. 
Easy. I'll say the question again. There are two goalkeepers this season that share the most clean sheets oh, in the Premier League. Can you name one of them? I know. I wish I took my time on this. Five. What? Yeah. Oh. Jamie! Three. Raya. Raya is the correct answer. Pickford, isn't it? Pickford's the other one. They've both got eight. Ah. Pickford. Took your time there. Yeah. Why did I say an honour? Bloody yeah, idiot. <laughs> I don't think he's had... Well, he's had one. He had a few at the start, but yeah. He's had one. Six or seven. Yeah. Fair does. Question six. six. Nil, one, one. Four Manchester United players have won the European Footballer of the Year award. Bobby Charlton. Can you name one of them. Ronaldo. Bobby Charlton is the correct answer. Yeah. Bo uh, Ronaldo was yeah. the other one as well. I yeah. I, 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 sorry, what? I'm being very disrespectful. <laughs> I didn't take your answer. I know. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> it's all right. It's surprise. You're giving running. him the answers. You're giving him the answers. It's literally <laughs> on the book in front of him. That's I'm, the only reason why you got that as well. I haven't even looked at that. Other one. ones: Dennis Law, George yeah. Best. Yeah, correct. What's yeah. the score, Jay? It is one, 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 all even. Come on then. Can't you read either then? No. All right, man. The glare. Oh, the glare. One, 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 one. Question seven. 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 Norwich and Ipswich share what word in the name of their ground? Town. No. Road. It's yeah. road. <laughs> Why are you grabbing me? Why are you grabbing Norwich me? Norwich Town? Carrow Road. And the stadium. Portman Road Stadium. Cool. It's a stadium name. Stadium name? What? I was winning. I know. Two, one, you, you, one. You're lucky I'm not here every week, pal. <laughs> Question eight, manager career path. Ooh, this is your favourite. I have managed Leeds, Carnage, Oster, Ostersund, Swansea, Brighton, Potter. Potter. Chelsea. Oh, if you had appointed to him then, I would have snapped that then. <laughs> Graham right. Potter, correct answer. I knew it, I just couldn't get it out. Two, two, one. one. How many's left? Two. <laughs> two questions left. Question nine. Bit of a different one today. It's a who am I question. Okay. This is Tom's. Yeah, it is Tom's. I share the same name as my dad. I played a hundred times for England. No, not Gary Neville. And I'm the only midfielder to be in the Premier League 100 club. Jamie Redknapp. No. Oh. Oh. Can you give us it all another chance? We're out. We're out. He's not had a go yet. Potentially, if what I... I mean, so what was it? Same name as your dad? Same name as your dad, played 106 times for England and the only midfielder to be in the Premier League 100 club. Ridiculous. Only midfielder to be in the Premier League 100 club. Five. Not yet. What? I know who it is. I know, I I know who I it is. I don't know who it is. Five. Four. I'm going to say Alan. Frank Lampard. No, Frank okay. Lampard. Yeah. Oh, my God. But because what, I didn't even get a chance. Darn it. That's so bad. Gosh darn it. I didn't even think that way. Frank Lampard. So it leaves us to question 10. Oh, this is massive. be a three-way if I get it. This is massive. It's your yep. favourite, that, isn't it? Mm. <laughs> we're, not, we're, not, we're not used to them at our age. <laughs> two, two, one. Which manager has managed the most Premier League matches ever? Alex Ferguson. Moyes. Sir, you're all wrong. All back in. Got them! <laughs> What you was it? Most Premier League matches ever. Arsene Wenger. Most Premier League matches ever. David Moyes. I said Moyes. Moyes is third. Sir Alex Ferguson is second. Wenger. And Arsene Wenger is number He's four. taken it! He's taken it! <laughs> I, think, I think you should have gone to a tiebreak there. We're all out <laughs> wrong there. He said all back in. He said all back in. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying he shouldn't have done. But you jumped in with another answer. And then you got it wrong. And then VAR, VAR, Watto, unfortunately, Jamie did state this week, mate. So... I'm sorry, Watto. Suck it up. I'm sorry, Ben. Did you, did you answer one, Watto? I said uh, Moyes, I think. Bobby Charlton. I said oh. Moyes. 
Dinner. I'm sorry, guys. Yeah. How many? How what many do you mean you're sorry? Managed? What are you sorry for? Vengar has managed 828 and Sir Alex 810. Oh. I think David Moyes is on like 628, I but like, he's still possible. playing. So. Well, he managed the Premier League from 92. Vengar didn't come in until 98. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, but he had a few weeks off, didn't he? A few years off. Yeah. Ooh. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. I just agreed. A, a win it's, is a it's win. amazing stat. A win is a win. Thank you. Well done, that man. takes me to nine. Thank you. Um, uh, Wrexham documentary, lads. Well done. You're my good luck chimes today, by the way. Yeah. Appreciate that. Yeah. Um, uh, we will see you all next week. Thank you. That's the football filling. Another win. That's three in a row, you know.